Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Yes, here we go. We've got a man who's living the dream, Gary Mackay Stevens. How are you doing, mate? Good, mate. How are you? Good. You're looking tremendous, by the way. Ah, thanks, yeah. By the way, I'm absolutely raging. Seen you on Sky Sports, you've got the shirt and tie, and you turn up like that today. No, sorry, mate. Oh, I, I thought you had that. as well. I know, apologies, sorry. It's too early, early start for me. That's the way we did, yeah. By the way, I must say as well, the barnet's looking tremendous. Ah, thank you, yeah, happy with it. Canada. Canada, yeah. None of your Turkish shite, Canada, isn't it? None of my Turkish shite. The rest of the boys went and got a freebie on that. No, you need to do it right if you're going to do it. Right, New York, living a dream, man. How is it? Do you stay in Manhattan? I stay just north of Manhattan. Um, but, you know, the view from my apartment, I live in a big apartment. And, yeah, it's just kind of the skyline out my sitting wow. room window. Of, like, these all the sights. I can see the Empire State, the... Chrysler building, like everything's just like it's just a panoramic view down the Hudson. So it's yeah, it's not bad. It's it's class. How is the Hudson? You been in? <laughs> <laughs> not yet, not yet. It's maybe to come. It's, it looks uh, uh, maybe one day, but no, I'll get to that. <laughs> no, we're going to get to that now because I need I, I need to be my first question. Now, somebody told me that you jump in the river Kelvin because Paul the Tim was chasing you for a selfie. Is that true? <laughs> <laughs> I did jump in it off my own back, but it wasn't um, because of Paul the Town. But um, what happened? <sighs> what a night, by the way. Steaming. Ah, oh, steaming, yeah, uh-huh. steaming. But um, no, it's just we'd. Uh, do you want the full story? Go for it. Come on. That'd be the full interview. Um, so, actually, <laughs> we'd played um, a game against Partick Thistle for Aberdeen away. That uh, is enough to make you jump in the river, kill me. Uh, <laughs> Thistle away, dearie me. <laughs> I actually didn't play, which is maybe a good thing for later. I had the energy. Um, we didn't play, but the boys won, like, good night, and I had, like, a flat party after arranged bag. I had a flat in the West End. Um, so, like, a few of the boys from the team came back, and I had a, a lot of friends, a lot of... All right, so you've got a lot of friends, all right, yeah. A lot, of, um, a lot of people were there. It was a big party, a great night. The drinks were flowing. There was some punts. I made a punch, and it was, yeah, it was like rocket fuel. It was, it was. Everyone was having a good time, but it was, it was a laugh. But anyway, we had a place in Sanctuary Table, um, the club in the West End, and went, and um, yeah, then the night was continuing. I was having a good time, and. Just, I remember being in Sanctuary and going to the bar to get 
um, another round of drinks and just at the bar, just about to order, I can't remember, whatever, Jaeger bombs, whatever. And just this hook came round and hit me in the side of the head. Uh, but it was one of them through a crowd of people, like I hit me, but it wasn't like. So I turned round and then kind of, there was a big kind of scuffle on my lead. But I had like with friends, so there was loads of people. So it wasn't like a big fight, but the bouncer or one of the security guys, actually a guy who kind of sorted out my table and like I knew him was kind of just got me out of the way. Um, it was like, oh no, like for my own good really, because yeah. obviously like I wouldn't have had much chance in a fight anyway, but it didn't look good fighting um, stuff. So it was like, no, get out. And like me and a few other boys and my girlfriend, like loads of us got thrown out back door just because like you need to get out of here kind of thing. And having been a great night, I was raging. I was like, the hell I'm getting thrown out for blah, blah, blah. But it was for my own good, obviously, like, it was it was late anyway. Um, so anyway, I'm at the back door and, like, we're just kind of, like, thinking, geez, how, how did a night turn? Like, just thrown out like that over nothing, like, wasn't our fault, blah, blah, blah. But I just walked across the street and kind of jumped this wall. It was, like, new. I'd never been out the back door, obviously. And it was... The back door from... You've been to a few back doors, but not that sort of one. Not that back door in Sanctuary, aye. And, um, yeah, it's just, like, I leapt over a wall. It was the first one, and, uh, <laughs> like, I fell a bit and just landed in the river. And, um, and obviously, like, I was... I had a few drinks, had a good fill, but wasn't... Like, as soon as I got in the river, I was, like, like sobered straight up, like... And just being like, Jesus, I'm, I'm in the fucking river. Like, how can the night go... <laughs> from being a laugh to being fucking in the river. But anyway, it wasn't, like, it was up to my, I want to say my waist. Yeah, it was my waist. And, but it was a laugh at that point. Yeah. Like, I'd, like, I was still talking to my mates and I actually took my top off then and was like, like, it was a laugh. But I slipped. It was really slippy on, like, all these stones and that. And I, I just remember trying to move. I slipped back. And then I like obviously went further into the river and these rapids just caught me. Wow. And yeah, it's shooting down the river. And it was one of them where I was like, but still in my head, or I can remember it so clear. Um, it wasn't like, oh, Jesus, I'm in the river. Fuck, like I'm getting swept down the river. <laughs> I remember getting swept under like a bridge. And they, these rapids, I remember like swept down, but my feet were like kind of in front of me like this. And like, I was like this. And I, was going, I was going under like it was fast flowing. But I remember in my head thinking, like kind of still laughing about it, like thinking, Jesus Christ, like I was in the river, that's one thing. Now I'm getting... From the way, yeah. Um, and the sides like were, I remember looking think, fuck, I need to like, I have no idea where I am now. I'm like getting taken away. And the sides were like, you couldn't get out of the sides if you know. So I was like, well, I need to keep in here till I find a place where, you know, I can, I can get myself out. And, uh, yeah, so. Did, just, you have a, did you have a piss in there, man? Did I what? Did you have a piss? <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> it was all the thing that came in, wasn't it? enough for that piss in there. Anyway, uh, yeah, I was, I was down the river and obviously my mates, like, seen me, like, get, like, laughing think guys get out the fucking river like to start with and i was like that's when it was a joke but when they saw me getting swept away 
then obviously it got serious for them because they're thinking like it just like saw me and it was like it was like being in river rapids at like water park or something so did you need to go to the hospital um i did have to go to the hospital did you know wake up and you were at a golf course mm. aye so um yeah i got swept down i was in there for 50 minutes 50? 50 aye because i remember stopping that's longer than you usually play <laughs> Really half time, longer than my warm up at Park <laughs> earlier. Um, I think it was due. I didn't play. I probably had the energy. But anyway, at um, fifty minutes, I remember getting stopped at place, not the side, but I was like kind of on all fours. And then I remember a police boat kind of plucking me out. Uh, I because I think it, possibly Stu Armstrong was one of the mate. Well, there's a lot of my mates, but. I think he phoned, obviously, like if I was, if I saw someone go, I'd go straight in after them. Stu, I don't think, wanted to get his Russell Bromley's uh, way. way hey. Yeah, he didn't know what to get his. So, but yeah, for them, they saw men thinking the worst, like they phoned and all the like emergency services came out, like it was kind of a big thing. But yeah, the police boat came, came plucked me out and I went to the hospital because I did have mild hypothermia. Wow. Um, so I remember being in the hospital and uh, like even in my head I'm thinking Jesus like this is ridiculous like I'm not like worried or thinking oh my god this is so dangerous it was it was a lot like for, and for me like for my friends and all that like I kind of feel I can see their point of view now like it was a worse night because they had to go and give statements to the police and oh, really? right. it was like a couple hours before they they knew I was in the hospital and like being found or plucked out fished out and uh but yeah i'm in the hospital so i'm on a drip blah 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 and this is like i don't know what time like must have been six seven in the morning i'm like like warmed up and i'm in a bed i'm all cozy i'm on like all these drips uh, and by this point my girlfriend's in in the room um like in the the ward like with me in the corner but she's not allowed to tell me anything because i've got to like work out for myself like in order for me to have been like released from the hospital, I needed to like kind of show I was fine. Oh, you knew what was happening right ahead. So I remember the nurse, and then this is what I remember so clearly. The nurse came in about six or seven, like, like, oh, we can, like, all the checks are good, blah, blah, blah. You're all like warmed up now. Um, you just, you can go, you just need to like tell me where you are. And I remember like, um, just going, yeah, the golf course. And, um, the nurse was like, no, no, um, look around you. You're not at the golf course. Um, look around. So I remember, like, I had the duvet right up here. And I had, like, tinfoil under, like, totally to warm up. Anyway, I'm looking around. See my bag, see monitors, um, like, wires. Like, a hotel ward, like, a big ward. Like, I remember, like, grey thinking. I'm like, yeah, the golf course. And she's like, oh, no, you're, you're not at the golf course. I'll come back, I'll give you half an hour. Just just take your time, look around and all that. And so she goes out and uh, like my girlfriend's like, like Gary, look, look around you. You're not at the golf course. <laughs> but she couldn't say too much rage and she's had the worst night, like just one home. And I'm like, like, what are you on about? Like the nurse is at it. Like I'm like totally looking around. She can see all my ward, like remember this so vividly. This is bizarre. Like, I want a home now as well because I'm like, I'm, I'm at the golf course. Anyway, like half an hour passes, nurse comes back and it's like, oh, how are you feeling now? I'm like, yeah, good. 
Um, uh, she's like, yeah, right, where are you? And I'm like, bear in mind, I've been at Aberdeen by this point about a couple of months. Yeah. Um, she's like, yeah, do you know where you are yet? I'm like, yep, Union Street. No, you know. Union Street in Aberdeen, the main street. She's like, no, you're not at Union Street. And I went, I know, I'm at the fucking golf course. <laughs> I see something. So, but in my head, like, as well. So, again, it went in uh, for a little bit. And I think I must have, like, I don't remember coming around, like, because I didn't say I was at the hospital, but I got let out shortly after. And <laughs> I remember getting home into my flat like this is obviously the next day I feel brand new no hangover because yeah. of what the drip and all that and a lot of my mates were staying at my flat obviously I was with my missus at that time like came into the flat and I'm bound down like kind of want to go for breakfast like, I'm like what a night that was like, I'd say <laughs> Jesus imagine that came out in the press nightmare and uh, and it wasn't that night like that night uh, like it, it was Sunday night like an article came out but didn't name it it was like man Jumps in the Crover Kelvin. Yeah, uh, man jumps in the Kelvin. Didn't name me. I was like, oh, it's not too bad. It's all right. Like, get away with that. And then the next day, the Monday. It's massive, wasn't it? It blew up some serious. And, but it was international break. So it was uh, like we had a week off. So, and obviously I had no phone. My phone was kaput. Aye. And uh, yeah, it was a bit crazy then. The boys putting pictures in between us in their canoe, putting your head. <laughs> yeah, when I got to Aberdeen, oh, there was all sorts. Till this day, like, and then, yeah, there's a picture of them between us when they're in the canoe, and Stu was the, the guy, like, I'm in the back with a towel on with my face, and Stu's at the front raging. <laughs> yeah, it was oh, hilarious. Right, on the Kendall Jenner at Dior theme, Thurzo. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what it's Thursday, man. Somebody told me it's just five guys. You just got five guys. <laughs> Does it have five guys? No, there's only five guys that actually oh. <laughs> <laughs> Is it just like, is it no, same see, place? Uh, like, people think like I have like sheep in my garden and stuff like that. It's actually <laughs> bigger than you think. It's it's a little town. It's it's not huge, um, but. You know, like Dingwall or something like that. Like, yeah. I mean, it's it's got a little bit to it. There's towns and a little town centre, but... Um, Was it hard to judge, like, how good a footballer you were because you were playing against Tuchters? <laughs> <laughs> Tuchters were good. Was it a good standard? What? Well, yeah, honestly. Like, I think, like, I was lucky with my age group and my year in school and all that. Like, a lot of guys, like, that's all you did. I think the good thing about Thurzo, I mean... You were just playing football all the time because there was, I mean, I didn't, I don't remember having like a PlayStation, you know, like stuff to keep you indoors and that. Like it was just always out, like playing with a ball. Um, and yeah, there was a few tutors, but my, my cousins are farmers and uh, they're good players, you know, good players, obviously. Yeah, so uh, our school team was really good, like used to like travel about and like yeah there was a good standard up there and a lot of football teams there's local teams but you've got um white academy then as you get older um highland league but no nah, um so what team did you support growing up i was a high b growing up oh yeah that's fine i was a high b aye. what about heroes who was your heroes heroes um i liked watching russell latby oh what a player up. he was he proper was player yeah but apart from that i remember my first football memory was like 98 World Cup, Brazil, Scotland, and Ronaldo, obviously, and Ronaldinho later on. But 
I mean, like, it wasn't so much, I say it was a high beat. I mind watching Teletext one day, and there's, this is my, like, what I can remember, Teletext, and... That was a match of the day, I at Teletext. <laughs> <laughs> that was uh, as good as it got for us. Uh, Hib 6, and Sten, it was Stenhouse Muir randomly 2, and I remember looking at that thing, and jeez, Hibs, Burnham, they must be a team. And that's, like, must have been a cup game or something like that. And, uh, yeah, it was... A high B, and to this day, my email address has so con- I contains the words high B's, which is a little bit embarrassing, but it's kind of gone too far now. So, just keep it. Uh, and then Ross County. So, did they have a, a farmer that was a scout or something? How did, how did Ross County see you? See, small minded people, farmers, it, honestly, <laughs> the town, get yourself the thousands. Oh, go. What a night. Um, yeah, it was like Caithness United was the county, um, used to like the best like kind of players in the county like there's there's a lot of people or I want to say there was a lot of people when I was growing up um so the best county and they used to play we used to have games against Inverness Cali County um so it was through like even when you're young I remember it was, must have been under 14s and and that's you know played against county and then I went down to county for a trial and um yeah signed for counties we always be tricky were you no tricky backy yeah, for my school team, I was a centre mid for long enough. Never a centre mid. Never okay, a centre mid. I know, and I remember like playing a school game, and like there was like word of, like I was going to be put on the wing, and I was like, I remember like just a walk before like the game, like around the school or whatever. And I said to my mates, like, I'm not a winger. Like, what's he? Like the coach Ian Adamson, his name was. He was a, he was our football coach. He was. Uh, I was like, why is he playing me on the wing? Like. I'm not a winger, like, hate the wing, I'm a centre mid. And he overheard it and he, like, pulled me and he's like, no, I just feel like play on the wing this game, like, you like to dribble. And um, and I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, no problem. <laughs> Shite back. Shite back. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, from that day forward, I was a so winger. So I've got Ian Adamson to thank for Ian Adamson. It's changed your life. Converted me from a centre mid, thinking I could do it all, spraying it about, dribbling until a winger where... Yeah. Okay. Uh, how soon after joining County did Liverpool come in for you? That must have been so surreal, man. I remember playing for Scotland over, like, we had games in Germany. Um, and uh, I think just not like a tournament or that, just like qualifiers or whatever. And yeah, the injuries came in from Liverpool. But I think it was from that. And at Liverpool, uh, sorry, Ross County, you played in the Youth Cup. And I remember quite often we'd play games and there'd be like a lot of scouts and yeah, just went down to Liverpool for, for a trial, to a week. And um, mm-hmm. Was it Melwood? It was the academy I went because back then it was 18s, up to 18s trained at the academy and it was for the 18s and then later on it was Melwood for the reserves. And how, was, uh, how was the standard in there? Is there anyone that kind of came about the youth team at the same time that would know? <sighs> Yeah, there's a few that's Jay Spearing. Yeah, was, Jay Spearing, remember yeah. a wee bulldog, huh? And Terrible face. <laughs> Scouser, proper scousers to come. Ryan Flynn, who's actually up here, he like was in the same Liverpool team. He went to uh, Sheffield United for a, a lot of years and now he's back up the road here at St. Martin. Yeah. Um, Martin Kelly was in the team. Palace. He's at Crystal Palace yeah. now. So there's a few boys dotted around, a few boys that made first team appearances and kind of in and around, but like there's a lot of boys still playing, but kind of lower the lower leagues. Yeah. The lower leagues, mate. The lower leagues, yeah. They're tougher at times. Did you, uh, did you get much dealings with the first team? 
Would you clean boots in that, didn't you? No, I didn't clean boots. Um, so 18s, I spent a year there and then I went up to the reserves and the reserves, it was just first team reserves at Millwood because Millwood's quite small. Right. Um, and then, yeah, you were in around the first team then and like we'd train with them the odd occasion. And at that time it was, you know, they just been in the final of the Champions League. They won it in 2005, but they'd been in the final again against AC Milan. So it's like proper, like like on top of Europe kind of thing, all the guys. Yeah. And, uh, Did you so make anyone? Uh, I don't remember making anyone in the... Nah, I do remember training and like thinking, like being buzzing, like after coming in and being like, oh, I've done all right there, like done all right. Like there's a few times you'd train and um, oh, it was cool being around them boys, especially at that time because you're like... Who was the best? Gerard. Gerard was like, he, I mean, people say it, but he literally was. You had, um, you had even uh, like your Torres was on fire. Wow, it was Torres, yeah, right? Torres was like, with just anything. But it was the service Gerard was providing, I think. But Torres was on fire. Um, Javi Alonso was there with Gerard. <laughs> Masturano was like, you could literally go around the team, and it was just. Pepe Reina and goals that was superstars but and all of these guys Gerard like even for them Gerard I think they would all say Gerard was the top man because he could just do everything like attack defend he was didn't how, really have how was he with you're, you're like you're selling young boys isn't it Gerard and like Jamie Carragher obviously I'd seen they were maybe been there so long like they were great with us like so good um, or maybe the British boys because there was a lot of Spanish influence then and Rafa Benitez was, he had a lot of Spanish coaches and obviously Torres, Alonso, like a lot of Spanish speaking people. So they, you know, they'd smile and say hello in the, in the passing, but Gerard would like take time and like speak to you. And so he was, yeah, just top man always. What about any assholes? Uh, Pepe Reina was but and Masturano, Masturano just didn't speak. It wasn't so much he was an arsehole, it just, well, he was, because <laughs> he just used to walk past and like, you'd go all right and he just looked forward like you're just like and even uh, like a little thing when you're kind of a young boy and like that is amazing I remember being in the gym and Torres was doing setups and I was going in to do court and it must have been after because it was just us and like even just like pull up my mat like not too close but like was doing like planks and that and like, he was using, like, a weight, and then after, he was like, you want this weight? And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'll take that. And just, like, a little bit of interaction, yeah. but after, you're like, Torres, like, it was amazing. Uh -huh. But he used to love his haircuts. He used to, like, his hair always was tremendous. But, you know, like, little interactions, and Masterano, Pepe Reina was... Just blanking. Like a prick as well. Uh, right. Was like, like a prick, yeah. What, I mean, one time someone parked in his space. Like, they had... The first team had spaces, but sometimes, like, say if you're... Um, like you would just like you'd come in and train with the first team like it kind of you didn't have an allocation of space you just like kind of park near the door and that was it but obviously one day I think it was, it was Craig Linfield or someone like that a striker uh, in our team he'd parked in Pepe Arena's space and like just um, like before training we're getting ready and it was only like the first team and the ones who'd been called in to train this day like there was only maybe four or five people and obviously, Craig Linfield didn't know he'd parked in the space, but Pepe Reina just barged in the 
our reserve changing room, like, who the fuck's in my parking space? And all that. And there was, like, the car park's huge. Like, and, like, like somewhere else in Yeah, and Craig, like, he had, like, a, a wee McGann or something. And he was, like, just caning his McGann. And he was, like, who the fuck's in that shitey McGann? <laughs> and uh, obviously, it's <laughs> Lenny, mate. <laughs> this black the guy had to go out and like but you're just like you he parked somewhere else but he like came for him came for his car like you just but he was uh, that's amazing so, so, uh, so I know you never played for the first team but somebody told me that in Thursday the reception's that bad on match of the day that I actually thought you were dirt kite for five years <laughs> 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 I don't kite say I've got for a bit to move <laughs> It was I look more like Colin Hendry with it. She <laughs> uh, just last question on Liverpool. Was there any top players that we think are top players that actually weren't that good? Uh, I would all top. No, they weren't all top. Uh, who would I say? Dirk Kite. Um, was Dirk Kite average? Huh? He was a fullback playing up front, mate, wasn't he? Just tackle <laughs> field. He, he, he like. A lot of the boys I mentioned were like, you could see like world class. And then there was like, Dirk, no, he was good. I wouldn't say he was terrible, but you know, he, he played against Man U and stuff and he'd score hat tricks in that. And you'd kind of be like, how? Like, you know, one of these players, like, just how are you like playing for the first team, playing in Champions League? Like, you know what I mean? Like, just you uh, look at him. Uh, there's, there's a lot, like, everywhere you go, you, there's players and. Even training with them, sometimes you're like, you're not that good. But, uh, <laughs> so why did you leave other clubs? Injuries that kind of stopped you from kicking on? Um, yeah, I had a strange injury um, my last year at Liverpool. I had a stress fracture to my pubic bone, which is a very strange injury. How do you get a stress fracture then, that young man? <laughs> um, it was basically, it's, it's not a common injury in, amongst footballers. It's more... Marathon runner, seemingly like this is what I got told after because the second year I came back, done a pre-season with the under-18s, so done that and then got told I was, oh, you're moving up to the reserves. So and the reserves were coming in after the under-18s, so kind of came out and done another pre-season with the reserves. And obviously pre-season is like the most intense time of the year. And I think that's what like brought it on. Obviously it's the type of injury you get from overworking or something like that and obviously like you're still kind of growing I think so but even being at a club like Liverpool it was just I felt a little pain doing these drills and like normally if it was anywhere else I'd probably like not have kind of gotten to the bottom of it but the the physio was like you alright and I was like ah I just got pain there and obviously at a club like that you get sent away for scans like anything and it came back like a stress fracture there which was kind of like curtailed things, yeah. Nightmare. And you ended up back in Thursday wanting a pub. Yeah, yeah. Well, long story short, I had to, like, I'd come back for rehab, I'd keep training and it just wouldn't be right. So, um, obviously my contract ran out and I was still, I went to Fulham for a bit, but training, but I was never right with my hip. Like I could train, but then I would throb at night and like, it was just not in a good way. And uh, I kept in contact with the doctor at Liverpool, who's, who's actually at Rangers now, funnily enough. Uh, Mark Waller, great guy, like, um, but he kind of was guiding me kind of thing, like, just, like, you've not taken a, a sustained period of rest kind of thing, you've always tried to come back and, like, overworked, like, just 
you, I think you need a break and all that. So that's why I went up to Thurzo and just completely took my mind off football. And you had done a few shifts here and there in a bar. Huh? Was, uh, did the locals bombard your questions? Did Liverpool on there? Yeah, when the night got like, you know, like later on and they had a few drinks, they, yeah, there was a lot of that. Like, oh, what are you doing up there, mate? Like, you could have made, like, could have made it. You're down there and now you're up here. And yeah, a lot of that, to be honest, when they were. But you went on trial mother well as well, didn't you? Stuart McCall never turned up. <laughs> no, I never turned up. Oh, what happened? <laughs> I do know that. I don't know what made, don't worry about it. <laughs> <That> Reynolds again. <laughs> um, this was Ryan Dowett told me this, actually. Really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah, I never turned up. Well, it was one of them, like, it was, I think, before I went up the road. Yeah, so I was still, like, um, like my hip would come on, and then, like, it would just be a nice after I'd done a session. So if it didn't, I'd be feel all right, but then I would train, and sometimes it would flare up. But anyway, I was in between. I was coming, and, yeah, got the chance to go into Motherwell. And I remember, like... I'd based myself, my sister lived in Edinburgh, so I'd come up there and I was like, this was when I was made my way back up the road. And uh, yeah, it was like, be here, uh, uh, like great opportunity like to go. But for whatever reason, I turned up early at Fir Park and it was Baltic, it was freezing. And I was just, I, that was the only point where I'd been at Liverpool and that, and I was just like, well, I'm not doing this. I just like, well, so, like I'm going to chuck it. Not chuck it, just like, not today, like, can't be arsed today. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I drove, yeah, just like, I was in the car, but I was seeing it was so early, there's no, well, there was, there were a few boys like passing me, I was in my car, like, kind of with the heaters on and that, and uh, I I was like, no, I'm not doing this, so I just drove back to my sister's. And Thurzo? No, in Edinburgh, right. and then, but to Thurzo, yeah. How did you go to Airdrie? Yeah, so I was there. Uh, was it part time? part-time so I'd, I'd spent a time in Thurso doing nothing but like I'd never had that like even when you're in a club you're doing rehab you're doing certain like strengthening other muscles and your hips seen it so central like you're always using it and this type of injury so that was the first time I'd done completely nothing like a lot of sitting about like pulling pints but that wasn't so much um instead of I, pulling that huh? <laughs> instead of pulling other stuff <laughs> <laughs> um, I Airdrie like I still kept in contact with my agent my agent was great mate. he was just like look yeah you've not done that so so do that and then when it's time um, give me a shout and Airdrie for Jimmy Boyle was the first one and again I could go base myself in Edinburgh and go through to Airdrie and that's how that came about well, uh, somebody told me when you were at Airdrie you were a bit I mean, a fat tatty is that right? did <laughs> 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 you put the weight on a bit? Uh, no, it's just the weight goes to my cheeks. And my cheeks, uh, I wasn't too big. Um, no, I wouldn't say that, but uh, maybe, maybe how, I wasn't my that, fighting weight to start with. How is Jimmy Boyle? Because he can go up. He's not Jimmy Boyle, can he? Yeah, he can. I he was. Yeah, sometimes it was just. Yeah, there was games um, in that league that was, you know, sometimes didn't go away. The ball was always in the air, and like, yeah, days he'd be raging at us, but great for me like it was unbelievable like like got in training and just kind of got my levels up played games and it was a great time enjoyed it loved it, it did you great. know did you know quite early i'm too good for this level no disrespect to the boys but you must have no i always had belief in myself even like when i was out the game like when it was out up in thursday like people like you said when people was in the bar like what are you doing you're just up here like what are you doing in your life i kind of knew like if my body allowed like i'd 
climb back up the ladder, no problem, because I like I knew what I could do, and like if I was fit and feeling good, um, you know, I can I can do well. So it was just kind of showcasing that, and it wasn't like oh, I'm here and I am too good for this. Not at all. I loved it. Like games were tough. Like in that leagues is like it's not all football. So it was just a good time, and um, yeah. And then Dundee United. Big club Dundee United. Was there a wee buzz there when you heard that they, they were watching you and wanted to take you? Yeah, yeah. Just because they had history with young boys and always like good players breaking through. And um, yeah, big club. And um, so I went, like, obviously Airdrie was part-time and I just would train with Dundee United sometimes. Oh, uh, would you, right? Yeah. Who sorted that? Um, Peter Houston. It was Gaz Kirk. Um, Gary Kirk. He was last at, at Hearts. I don't uh-huh. think he's at Hearts now, but he was like the assistant to Peter Houston and uh, he was the one that would come and watch me and, yeah, invited me, like, just because he knew I was part-time and I was looking for jobs back in Edinburgh because I was putting my CV around, like, different gems because, obviously, like, So you were, like, you were going to be, like, a personal trainer or something? Yeah, I was looking, putting my name in gems and that just to, because not to, to be a personal trainer, well, yeah, but just to kind of, be in and around a gym so I could keep fit to, to ultimately, I knew like I'd get back into football, if you know what I mean. It was all hard just to kind of get myself back in, yeah. And uh, when you went to United, first impressions of that dressing room? <laughs> well, first impressions uh, wasn't even the dressing room. It was like the night before, so I'd gotten my digs and uh, it was the night before. Perth Road? No, City Key. Right, City, City Key. City Key, nice. so it was in a flat with Barry Douglas. Basher, I won't say Barry because I can't say words like that. Basher, Keith, um, Danny Swanson, and then across from us was your Johnny Russell, Scotty Allen, Ross. So anyway, we're in digs, but I remember being like the boys were first day of training, like was the next day, and they were like, "You want to go to KFC?" And uh, I was like, "Yeah, yeah, great." And I was like, just wanted to make an impression. Like, I'll drive you as loud as I will drive. So five of us went to KFC. It was me, Basher, Johnny, Keith Watson, and I think Scotty Allen came as well. If not, it was Ross Helson. Eh, Ross Scott Smith. Been or Dale probably, Helson. Possibly. Uh-huh. So it might have been Dale Helson or Ross Smith. Anyway, five of us, full car, went to the drive through at KFC on the King, uh, the bypass. Kingsway. Uh, Kingsway, aye. KFC, like, like, so all got our order in at the drive through at KFC and uh, they're like, yes, drive away, drive away. And I'm like, like, or putting it, because I'm the one like saying, oh, order, like zinger, bargain bucket, Johnny had an absolute feast, blah, blah, blah. And, like, it came to like 62 quid and they're like, you know, he won't drive away, he's scared to drive away. <laughs> and oh, oh, no. it's my first, uh, it's my first, uh, like, like, I'm just trying to make friends at this point. <laughs> and, like, so the poor girl on the thing's like, yeah, is that everything? I'm like, oh, can I get some more sweet chilies and barbecue sauce, please? She just turns her back for a second, like, straight away, fly out KFC. And uh, the hilarity in the car, like, laughing their heads off. Even me, I'm, like, laughing my head off. And, uh, like... We get back to the flat and like we're eating this absolute feast. Like everyone sorted out. We even got like the boys that like didn't come. So Scott Allen probably got an order anyway. Like eating it, and then like slowly dawn on me like, fuck, if 
was, that was my Audi, like, that was my car. I'm like, I, I would have been caught on camera. So the next day at training, like, I'm shiting myself. I was like buzzing first day, and by my head, I'm shiting myself, thinking, I've just like, for sure, one of these days, the cops is going to come and like, <laughs> so be awesome, like, and so. Did it come out now? None came of it, no. Got KFC video, 62 quitties, oh yeah. Um, what about dressing room over the years? Johnny Russell has been on and said that that Dundee United dressing room that you had over the years was one of the, the maddest. You had Michael Gardine, Gavin Gunn, and any other stories that, that stand out for you? It's hard. I mean, Johnny, like, like with Midge, jeez, uh, there was idiots everywhere. Like, <laughs> I mean, like, when I first went, it was Goody, who was a fool. Oh, the, the Goody's not Johnny, yeah. but then over the, as it came, like, like, Midge came in with Mark Miller. So you imagine them two, like, just the loudest guys ever. I mean, <laughs> Stories have been told that darts was like, we came out of the showers like a dart would just like be that far away from your toes. And, like just <laughs> random stuff every time. Gav Gunnan was another one who was just maybe on a Christmas night out and Gav and uh, like fancy dress on the Sunday like everyone like you know you buy each other outfits or you dress like it's a big thing. You yeah. need to like make an effort. We go down the Sunday, everyone's dressed up. Gav Gunn's comes down in his normal outfit like his normal gear. More like. Like, that's not allowed. Like that's so fine. Like everyone raging. I'm like, what are you doing, mate? Like, can he can he turn up to a crisp? Like, like you've got to do something. He's like, what, lads? What? What? What do you want me to do? What? Grabs a grabs a pint glass, pisses in it, like all the way, pretty much to the top. Like a good half pint, anyway. Like it looks like Fanta. Like. Just necks it there and then. Oh, my guy. Necks it all the way down and goes to that. What else do you want me to do more time? Or like, like these guys take things. Could you believe that the boys are like that? <laughs> no, no. Well, Stuart, like, see them. you and Stuart Armstrong, obviously quieter ones, but a bit is. Like, what yeah, did you we think do a bit, but we do like little things, but not like these guys <laughs> were next I mean, level, yeah. like showers and all that. It was just a riot, which was unbelievable for the dressing room. And these guys are hilarious and just like, <laughs> like a normal football changing room is funny. Like you train, it's a laugh, like you come in. Like the, the Dundee United one was, you'd come in and you just wouldn't know what was coming oh, yeah. like and it was absolutely brilliant but see like you say there were screwballs but some quality in that team eh aye screwballs but a lot was of them was training a good good standard yeah brilliant aye who, who, who impressed you at Dundee United the most was Goldie that coming through as well yeah Gold, Goldie was unbelievable yeah Gold, I mean Goldie John Souter and Andy were coming through and like three of them were young boys like brilliant like but Goldie, especially, like Andy was superb as well, like so consistent. So, what so set Andy Robertson aside for Ryan Gold? Um, I'm not sure. I mean, a lot of luck in football. Yeah. Not, I'm not saying Andy's luck, he deserves everything he, he's getting. He's like, he's the best fullback in the world, and it's amazing. And it doesn't surprise me one bit, but. Yeah, they were both at that age, at that stage, like John Sutter as well, like just like so young boys, like 16, 17 coming in for the first team, like pressure environment as well, and like big games and just absolutely cruising it. And just yeah. just like they were at the playground, like playing and um, it was great to see and train and they, they got on so well. They kind of added to the change room because obviously I think that was what um, made Dundee United so great. It's like loads of us were just the same age and then 
the M3 came into the, the first team, but same age. They, I'm sure they lived together as well. Well, they did. And you're just playing with your mates. You're having a laugh with your mates and, yeah, just ripping it up. And it's like Andy was so good, like so much energy. His final ball was amazing. Goldie was just like, he reminds me of Esco uh, for Real Madrid. Just like tiny, but so strong on the ball. And just... Uh, we're going right. to come to Robertson a bit, but right. just that first season, 36 appearances you made. How good does Peter Houston fare? I like Houston. I always have. He was my youth team manager at Scotland. Yeah. Just tells you as it is, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. Doesn't sugarcoat things. He was great for me. Came in and we used to play 4-4-2 then and it was like, quite often it was John Daly up front with Johnny Russell and I was on the left wing and yeah, it just worked. It was like, started playing. Made my, like, I think my first appearance was at Ibrox away to Rangers and just kind of kicked on from there. Uh, first start, sorry, it was at Ibrox. What would you uh, say? You're just going to take people in? Yeah, yeah, totally. It's like, just, just, yeah, get on the ball, make things happen, dribble. Put, like, it was out and out, say it was 4-4-2 and left wing, just take people on all the time and join the team to create it. and, like, get to the byline and cross it. So, yeah, I loved it. It was... it was. Hoosty can go off, he's not, you ever slotting it? Yeah, he could. Uh, he... He had that in him for sure. Um, yeah. Um, you remember an incident there? Nah, not too much. Just, I quite often, like even in pre-season games, you know, uh, we played at Cowden Beef one time. Um, Dale Helson, the boy who was in Johnny's flat, used to take free kicks like like Ronaldo in training. He could hit the ball like Ronaldo. He's like brilliant technique. But he took a free kick. Like this was only pre-season at Cowden Beef. Um, <laughs> ballooned it over the bar. It was, but it was one of them iron brew balls he used to have, like flyaways. <laughs> but like we thought nothing of it. Like we knew Helson, like he's got that in his locker. <laughs> Half time, he goes, What the fuck are you <laughs> kicking the ball like that? Who do you think you are? Fucking Ronaldo. And we were like, fucking you can kick it better than Ronaldo. <laughs> and it just raids and Helson's like, Fucking hell, I'd never take a free kick again. <laughs> oh, I love that. Uh, during the time you acted, you were on Soccer M showboat, mate, every week. Was that, was that a wee aim for you? Were you thinking, I'm going to get in the showboat? <laughs> nah, mate, nah, you were on it till quite a lot, weren't you? Yeah. Um, that, did, you did you plan it before? I'm going to, I'm going to do something with that now. <laughs> no. No, never. I mean, I used to do... Um, like tricks and all that after training. Not so much into it. I'd never be like, oh, geez, plan this trick. I saw this will work. Used to do, I remember, uh, used to, Keith Watson was another one. He, like, out and out defender, like, loved. So, but after training, we used to just, like, me and him used to muck around, like, and I used to do, like, wee tricks and try all sorts against him. And he used to try, I remember actually, like, got him a good one one time because, and this was, I think, later on when Jackie Mack was in. Maybe it was Peter Houston, I'm not sure. Anyway, after training, like I'd got his phone earlier because we used to drive in together and um, like I said, like when he dro drove in, it was his tunes, but like I used to like know his code for his phone and that, so I'd change tunes. Yeah. Anyway, that like one morning I changed Gaffer on his phone, like deleted Gaffer, changed the Gaffer's name to Gary, <laughs> changed my name to Gaffer. So anyway, later on, like we're doing, like normally it happened every training, like I'd, I'd be like, Keith, right, let's do that extra. Like, I'll take you on, blah, blah, blah. Loved one-on-ones, but he was a defender. Like, loved tackling. And I was like, do this trick. And then sometimes he'd get the ball and maybe try what I'd just tried on me. Like, you know what I mean? Uh -huh. Just mugging around. Anyway, that afternoon, we're at the 
Is it the overgate? The overgate. The overgate. Yeah. yeah. Used to see you doing laps in there. So <laughs> we were having a start. Well, bird, <laughs> I was always with a bird, wasn't I? <laughs> always with a bird. Worldy. Um, and yeah, so I'd had this message planned uh, like, uh, like before, like saying, oh, Keith, like bear in mind the manager's office, like looked out onto the train ground. Cool. So it's like he thought it was Jackie Mack. And uh, I was like, ah, Keith, um, seen you after training today with Gaz. Um, got some nifty footwork. I can't remember how well. I was like, you got some nifty footwork. And thinking like we were playing Celtic on the Saturday. It's like, I'm thinking of moving you to right wing for the game tomorrow because you've got a bit about you. And like, but I worded it like a gaffer would word it. So I'd sent it and like we're having Starbucks. Like Keith's over there, gets a text on the phone. And he's reading it and I see his face going like, what like what and i'm like just don't say anything and he's like and like waiting for him to say he's like gaffer just texted me i'm like what's the gaffer texting you for he's like see me do step overs after training today and like thinks i could play wing against selling what and i'm like like spitting out my latte i'm like really jesus and i'm like like, bigging it up like thinking mate you could actually you do have a bit you've got good feet like just like show people like Emilio he's a Gary tomorrow like you could like you could do it and then like it went on the rest of the day like I'd go to the toilet type out another message but come back and it would be ready and then like like 10 like I'd just be like that so he texting you back though oh texting me back no I'd say I said something like uh, no he was texting me back he's texting me back like no because I said oh I'll, I'll speak to you later about it on the phone so he texts back, like, okay. And I had another message, like, just being like, yeah, yeah, I'll give you a phone later. And he, so he came back and I had this message and, like, drinking coffee and then, like, just pressed it in my pocket. Then it tinged again. He's like, yeah, I'll phone you tonight. And so he's like, oh, fucking, he's phoning me tonight. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, you better start watching fo- uh, videos of Ruby or something on your phone. Like, get this. <laughs> and, like, he's proper, like, shining himself all day. <laughs> So oh, tremendous just, uh, See, when you were playing live wing, we're done United, especially when you were doing the other tricks, did a fullback ever say to you, fucking stop that? <laughs> Have you ever heard that? Uh, yeah, I mean, sometimes, yeah, just for a laugh, like, like don't try your shite today and all yeah. that. Yeah, but like most of the time it was just like you, you'd do something, or, or like even before you did something, you'd just get someone coming through, yeah, whether it was taking the ball and you just be like, oh, but like that just kind of made you more want to do something. Uh, Peter Houston left in January 2013. Uh, sad to see him go. But Jackie Mack comes in, obviously big name. Yeah, it was the first time I kind of had been in that position where a manager left, and it's it's kind of strange rate of football. You're like, well, Schoenweller could completely change. Um, so yeah, a little bit like I was playing. It was my first kind of time, first manager, and doing all right. So I, I was a little bit like, but Jackie Mack, yeah. Came in and you buzzing when Jackie got because as I say, big name, eh? Yeah, for sure. Um, you're like wanting to like see bring his ideas, bring Simon Donnelly in, who like big players, and um, yeah, they brung like I think it was, it was then that brung Andy Robertson, yeah. people like that. So yeah, it was an amazing time. He, he slightly changed the formation to like we used to play four four two a lot. Big John Daly and Johnny uh, like off him. Uh, it was Goody before that, but. It was four two three one, and then sometimes I'd play on the right, and I'd never played on the right before that. So oh, it was cool, like really good, and like learned a lot as well. I was doing South at that time, and I remember watching the highlights every Monday, and some of the football that you played was. Yeah. What was that doing? Was it worked on in training? Or was it just go and play? No, nah, it really wasn't. It was just off the cuff. 
Yeah, just we had a lot of good, good young players. Like, and he brought like he brought Chefchi in as well, and Chefchi done unbelievable for us. Not like another head case that came in. How, was, how, how is he a head case? Just loses the plot. He loses the plot, yeah, but he's he's just so passionate. I mean, he it was maybe his best spell under Jackie Matt because. He was like the main man, Jackie Mack, like put his arm around him all the time and loved him. And like, if he feels that love, you get the best at him. But pff, what a player, like, um, like he was amazing. Like could do everything strong and like his thighs were just, just a back end. No one could get the ball from him. Skillful and fast, had everything really. Did you expect him to do better this year? Yeah, um, I just think he came in, there's a little bit more competition and maybe like a um, Dundee like you United. say, you're not as loved as you were at Dundee United. Yeah, you're, you're not coming in. You've got to like kind of earn that yeah. kind of thing. And maybe he, he was like like at Dundee United. He, he knew he was like gonna play the, the striker. Life is full of awesome what ifs, and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Life is full of awesome what ifs, and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Up at Dundee United, like if he didn't pass him the ball or he didn't think the team was doing well or could he go up his nut? He could die, but he was not in a like, he, yeah, he was a moan, but it was more like a moan, like he would he would go mental, but it was like, all right, Nads, shut up. Like, like he wasn't like too much. <laughs> too much. No, he he was a fool though. Like he was, I mind, well, that was later on at Celtic, but he uh, like got his couple of wage packages in at Celtic and he's what a watch, I want new shoes, I'm going to go down to London, like, buy stuff. <laughs> and uh, it's like, all right, Nads, and like, he's just, I feel like, he used to love his Louboutins. He had a few pairs, or he had one pair, he loved them, like spikes and all that, you know, right up. He could pull them off, to be fair, but anyway, he's like, I'm going to buy some lubes. So he went down to London, came back up, and uh, like, came in straight, and he still had his lubes on he had before, and it's like, you not get lubes? He's like, I... Um, oh well I went to the shop so he went to Louboutin shop in London bear in mind like a pair of shoes like 800 quid or maybe more or something and uh, he went in and he saw this his favourite like best pair he'd ever seen like like I don't know they were beautiful he loved it he was like oh they're amazing took them to tell because obviously the price wasn't on them like they were like five grand so yeah <laughs> so he's like at the tell like hand this is like five grand fuck <laughs> handed over his card like went through with the payment and walked out the shop with it like he says he was sweating like walking down the street thinking 
Bobby's never mind. Five grand for shoes. Like, so he's walking about in line. And then like, later on, after he's like, oh, I, can't, I can't do it. I can't take this. So he, he goes back to the Libertad shop and uh, oh, says, says, like, oh, look, yeah, I can return these. I don't know what they were, like crocodile or something. <laughs> And they were like, yeah, yeah, you can return them, no problem. Couldn't get his cash back, though. He got Louboutin vouchers. Five grand Ah, tremendous, man. <laughs> so he was like, it's like, what did you buy? He's like, I've just got fucking five grand of Louboutin vouchers. I want it. So funny. Man. Oh, I love that, mate. That's brilliant. Right, just quickly on Andy Robertson. Uh, obviously, you've spoken to him before, but was it like a game or a time that you just thought, this guy's a joke? Um... Yeah, most of the time he's just so consistent, but but it's just so much energy, man. He like you played, yeah, played, yeah. yeah. So he just just bomb past me and like, but then get back in position, like he'd save me, like. But I played with him for a little bit on the left, but then I was on the right always. But no, amazing, as I say, like just so enthusiastic, training so fast as well. See in the sprints, he was, Mm. I would say, he was the quickest one. So rapid. His final ball was amazing, and he's just, yeah, unbelievable, like, professional, worked so hard, but in that position, and the modern-day fullback, he had everything. Yeah. Uh, you scored in the semi-final victory over Rangers at Ibrox. He must have been confident of winning the Scottish Cup, beat Rangers at Ibrox, St Johnston at play. Talk about the Rangers game first, how good was that? Oh, it was brilliant. Just the fact that it was it's at, at Ibrox, and, um, yeah, we done well. We were, like, we were confident going into the game, we were... We're on a good run of form. We're like beating teams, like scoring a lot of goals, and uh, yeah, I went to Ibrox, and it was unbelievable feeling because obviously we actually had good support, like Dundee United fans behind the goal, like a lot of fans. But obviously it's Ibrox, it's like an away game, and yeah, done really well, and maybe too confident in terms of like we won that, and like in the changing room after was brilliant, like and like it was St Johnson in the final, so we kind of thought like. You know, maybe not. We knew it was a tough game coming up, but we're like, we've, we're, we're going good here. We're in a good place. So. What went wrong then? Celtic Park, it was, wasn't it? Celtic Park, See, yeah. See, Jackie, man, the man, obviously, like, I know him. he's quite a quiet guy, isn't he? How, how is he with, like, in, in dressing rooms before games? And Is he quite vocal or is it? Nah, it's quite quiet. Like, Do you like say that? a piece? Uh, yeah, no. I mean, there's time and a place. I think, like, if it's not going so well and it's just all... You need someone like to kind of give you a, a role again now and again, and um, he had his way. It was effective, like he was like he knew what he was talking about and all that. But I don't know. It, it wasn't so much that we went out St Johnston, but they they were our bogey team that year. Like they yeah, had to beat that year. To yeah, win. like we like beat teams a lot, and then we'd play St Johnston. They just had our number like a lot. I think we beat them once that season, but they beat us a lot of times. So. But in the final, a big park, Celtic Park, we were like confident going into it. Um, but we were we were bad on the day. How was that feeling in the dressing room after that? Obviously, a first final. Yeah, bad, like horrible. Um, Did anyone say anything? Or was it just quiet? Um, yeah, people. It was more quiet. It was more like just like absolutely fuck this lads like. I mean, like, if you if you lose a final or going back with Dundee United, we lost, like, big semi-finals against Celtic like that we were in. And afterwards, it was gutting, like, but at the end of the day, like, you know, it was maybe, like, they're a better team. Like, you know, we were in the game, but they just created that <laughs> bit more chances. Like, against St. Johnston, we, we just 
didn't even give ourselves a chance. I mean, Dowser, um, he hit the post. Blame Dowser, man. It done really well. No, he done really well. <laughs> hit the post, but it's near miss. Chefchi and Nads, he hit the bar. Um, I was in Dave Mackay's pocket the whole game. Um, Dave Mackay's tough, wasn't he? It's just, a seasoned pro, mate. We just know, all, uh, none of us performed, really. Um, and Still went out after it, though, didn't you? <laughs> we went back to Dundee and Fat Sam. a few of us went out, but um, I, it was, I mean, getting a bit off a taxi driver, getting to, we had a function, like, because we had it planned, like, we'd go back to Dundee and then, like, maybe, like, we had, like, stuff, like, there was an open-top bus that we were going to do and all that, and maybe that was in our heads as well, and just, but we still went back up, had a function, and meant going back to my flat and then getting a taxi, and the taxi driver just went through me, and I... <laughs> I was just, no, I was just sitting about there. All right, mate. Jesus fuck. You feel it too, man. <laughs> oh, tremendous. Right. After that, you're going into the last year of your contract. Be honest. Did you know you were going to leave? So it was in your mind to hit, isn't it? It was because I had, like, there was interest, like, Sheffield long United, before that as well. Like, but I kind of thought, like, I'd done a lot. Um, and obviously, I'd wanted to win silverware and stuff. But it was just like, yeah, I'd like a new challenge and... Um, yeah, Chef, you, I never spoke to my agent then, but he spoke to a few clubs. Um, Anyone else for us? Down in South. Um, well, before that, not towards the end of my contract, it was Chef, you then, maybe more, but before there was like Swansea and like different teams before, like when I was early on in United. So it was just kind of, yes, Chef, you, but Celtic was bubbling away as well. And um, when they kind of, Spoke my agent was like, right, let's do something. It was kind of like the only one place. Who did you speak to? Who was the first person you'd speak to if you say it? Like Ronnie Dylan? Um, yeah, yeah. You impressed him? I seen him doing like in services and that. I thought he was quite impressive talking about football. Yeah, no, I was impressed with him. Um, he had a lot of good philosophies that were right and like ways to play the game. And um, no, I thought he was really good and I enjoyed his training as well. Like, for the most part, it was high intense. He wanted you. Um, so, no, I, I was impressed, man, certainly. How, how weird was it when it was you and Stu, your mate? Yeah. We was like, we was keeping each other in the loop all the time. <laughs> no, I, yes, I, I wasn't. Honestly, I remember he, it was him, like, keeping his car as close to his chest, like, for oh, whatever reason. was the reason. in there? Because I had signed a pre-contract, so it was, like, in January. Kind of common <laughs> knowledge. Um... But he, it was kind of like nothing about him and came deadline day. I remember I was sitting in, I was in Edinburgh and call came in like from my agent was like, you need to like, it's, they want you now. It's um, maybe going to happen tonight. Like you need to get yourself to this hospital in Edinburgh to do uh, a medical. Uh, so I just chased there, like done, like takes a few hours to do medical, all your checks, whole body and then. Then it was basically getting a car and, and chase to Celtic Park. But before that, like when earlier on, before I even knew uh, I got that call from my agent, that was like at dinner time, like five or six. And I spoke to Stu like earlier on the day, like phone them because it was transfer <coughs> deadline day. Like you're watching on the telly, you're seeing like, uh, and I was just like, just like bamming him up saying, oh, where are you today? Like, where are you right now? And he wouldn't say, and I was like, no, you're here, there. Because like, there was a few clubs like maybe uh-huh. interested. And I was like, you're at it, like, no chance, you're, um, yeah, like, where are you? And he, he wouldn't say, like, he literally wouldn't say, he w- it wasn't like, oh, it might be happening. He just was like, nah, nah, I'm just wherever I'm in Dundee. 
Piper Dam he used to stay, so he's ah, Piper Dam. Of course, he stayed in Piper Dam. Of course, yeah. Classy guy, man. <laughs> Classy guy, and he yeah. He stayed in the key, scumbag. <laughs> <laughs> um, aye, so it wasn't like I got in the car and like, it was it was a rush. Like I had to chase to Celtic Park, um, like because we were cutting it fine to get everything signed and then I mind going into Peter Lawler's office and Stu was there at the back and it was one of them like I didn't know and he like well maybe Why he didn't knew he I was gonna, yeah he didn't tell me he didn't tell me but it was one of them you know you grab and you sort of jump away like yeah. in Peter Lawler's office and you kind of forget about the moment what just like yeah, you signing too like I like <laughs> oh, idiots brilliant, man. and uh, like kind of so it was one of them it was an unbelievable moment because it was like oh you're saying like you're signing now you idiot you didn't tell I like and he was but he'd like probably had it sorted earlier on in the day, but he just wasn't letting on and whether he knew I was coming or not. When you know. said cutting it fine, then I thought you were talking about the old bandit a bit. That <laughs> <laughs> was cutting it fine, young man. Um, did you ever find out who got more who was on more? You must have asked. <laughs> no, we didn't. What? No, we didn't. I think it was me because I never seen his wallet it like, there's moths in his wallet. Uh, See the night now though that you signed for Celtic, like, you know you're wedged, you're lying in your bed at night. Can you sleep now? The night of signing? Nah, 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 not that night. That was manic night. Because it was literally from, I want to say it was like six o'clock before I got the phone call to go to this hospital to do the medical. And it took ages and then chased through to Celtic Park. And it's, yeah, it was a whirlwind, but it was like, ah, you're not sleeping that night. You're kind of like... Did you just go after you'd signed to like celebrate like food or library or something? Art gallery? Museum. Um, no, we didn't. Uh, or not that I remember. What do you think Peter Law was thinking when you two were jumping about his Yeah, I don't know because I just came to be there. Like, it was like... But it was just if you see your mate, like, even if... But in that situation, it kind of wasn't like, oh, he's sent to it. It was like, oh, yeah, yeah, like, Amazing. And his, like, so it was kind of... Brilliant. Uh, how long before your debut did you know you'd be playing? Uh... I think I knew a few days before because we we were away to Dundee, but we were cup tied or something, so we had to watch that game. Did you get abused for Dundee fans? Uh, yeah, yeah. I used to get it as well, man. I was actually playing for them. <laughs> <laughs> the Derry Rumba and the, the yeah, I the Dundee fans and needed to uh, get my hood up there. Um, but we, we, it was a game at Dens Park, and then party thistle away and yeah I think we knew a few days before we were going to like be playing because there's kind of a lot of games at that time and you scored your first game how much was it thistle thistle away yeah uh, um, where you were a sub and then you end up a sub there you know you you scored the debut (laughs) uh, but I remember it was a back post aye a kind of corner came in and it kind of bounced to me I took a touch and then like got my toe on it and I it went in and yeah it was does that make it easier for you scoring on your debut? Because the fans took to you straight away, didn't they? I guess, yeah. If you score any, like it makes the game easier and it makes maybe settles the nerves you had. Like you just want to impress and scoring so early was amazing and yeah, unbelievable feeling. And then you know, like ten minutes later or fifteen minutes later, Stu scores. So like, couldn't have gone better. Like the debut, like it was you couldn't write it kind of thing. It was on like just crazy and uh, just yeah, it was. Absolutely brilliant! Like just to you slept in the same bed that night. Throw, didn't you, after the game? <laughs> you definitely, hundred <laughs> percent. We only had one bed, the rest full time. Um, Did you move in together straight away? Yeah, pretty much. Uh, I we got a flat together straight away. That um, must have killed you looking at his hair every day. <laughs> <laughs> didn't it? 
Uh, my hair was like, I used to do it well. I used to pull it straight <laughs> forward. It was only if I got a bad haircut or the wind kept up, I was struggling. But, um, and he was studying law at the time? Ah, he was studying law, yeah. So would he sit with a suit and that on at night? <laughs> he thought he was Harvey Specter. <laughs> um, he did it, but like, it was, the law thing's funny. Like every interview they bring, oh, I was so clever, Stu. Like, they, he just used to play on it, like milk it. Like, he didn't do it every night. He did. He used to wait. Like, he had these blocks where he used to get in in time and, like, something would be due and he'd have, like, a whole, like, that two days before it, he'd, like, batter it and all that. So he was, yeah, he was an idiot in loads of ways. I mean, getting at, like, talking about, like, him being clever and smart and it, like, yes, but I mean, getting a knock at the door one day and, like, He's in his room, knock at the door, and it's police. Uh, we're looking for Mr. Armstrong. That's the first thing that I heard. We're looking for Mr. Armstrong. Two like police guys, like big guys. But as soon as they saw, like he said that, but then he obviously caught on. It was me. He's like, oh, his mate was <laughs> police. But his mate was like, what is that? That is that something like that. I was like, and I just burst out laughing. Like we said, Mr. Armstrong. I was like. What the fuck's he done? <laughs> like, pissing myself. And uh, turned out he'd like took petrol and just drove away. Like, <laughs> forgot to pay for it. <laughs> so he's an idiot. Like, he's a <laughs> fool. Like, behind closed doors, he calls, so, like, puts on this posh accent when he does interviews, but he's like. Would you ever do like role play, like, him defending you for like Robin Oliver or that? <laughs> <laughs> We just watched like a few good men in that. Is he pure in it? <laughs> no. Why didn't you study anything? I know, I just Sports used coaching. to faff about and play guitar. I used to like play the guitar when he'd be like studying and stuff. So yeah, like I'd maybe do something at some point, but no, I just kind of chilled. Chilled it. Brilliant. Uh, other teammates, who uh, who was that dressing room to walk in? Who were, who were the main characters in that dressing room? Um, Obviously, Bruni. Yeah, Bruni's like welcomes you, like unbelievable guy, like so intense on the park, like so focused and then but away from the park and in the changing room he's like the liveliest guy there. He's he's just like a big kid, he's gets everyone going, he's funny and like brings everyone together, like unbelievable captain. Lusto Lustig, he was vocal in the changing room. He used to like get things going and that Charlie Mulgrew when I first went he was a fool like just, <laughs> I've been speaking to him about you as well he said before you tell he says he, he witnessed you and Stu having the most posh the poshest argument of all time <laughs> and Stu took a picture of you getting ice bucket or something <laughs> freaking delete that shit <laughs> <laughs> that's true that's human yeah <laughs> Oh, bro, he's an idiot. Yeah, Did so, he still wind up about it? Uh, he was funny. He was like, <laughs> things, it was a different change room to Dundee United. It was like more like laughs and that, but it was kind of, there was a lot of different, there was the French, there was a lot of foreigners. French would keep themselves and, and Bruni would like just be dotting around, but it was different. It wasn't like just chaos as soon as you walk in the change room. But Charlie, yeah, he's a funny, funny boy. Uh, what about standard of training? Who impressed you straight away? Yeah, standard was great. I mean, going in and it's like being... It's like... I mean, Dundee night was good training as well, but it was just like more... It was slightly different and more intense. Like everyone was just going a million miles an hour at all the training. And uh, it's cliche, but Van Dyke impressed me a lot oh, all the wow. time, like in training. Just because just it was so... 
everything was so, so easy for him, like chilling. And like after training, he'd like take the free kicks, like like boys would be taking free kicks, and he'd just like be taking the free kicks too. And he's a centre half, and that was just like, jeez, yeah, he was. He was what good. kind of guy is he? Really nice guy, big chilled out guy, like just high sound as well. I mind being on the the bus like before my debut at Park Thistle, and him like just being like, look, mate, just play the way you've been playing, like just. Um, so taking the time to just like say stuff like that and great guy as well, like off the field, just big laid back guy kind of thing. He was cool. Aye. So good, man. Brilliant. Like it's just, he's never changed the way he plays. It's just, it's like he plays in third gear all the time and it's just easy for him. Right, Inter Milan. How good, man. But, I mean, like the experience, uh, talk us through the atmosphere, the game. Yeah, like I mean, Afterwards. that was, so we made our debut away, but and then we played St. John's, I think, away too, but that was our home debut. So home debut. And randomly, I had loads of Inter Milan tops when I was younger. Like, I loved the blue and black stripes. And you used to watch Calcio Italio on Channel 4. Italian, you ever watch yeah. that? So yeah. Italian football was big, like, growing up. Like, that's all we seen in Thurso. We didn't see, uh, like, it was Sky. It was Channel 4, so that was good. We saw the Italian football. But Ronaldo, loved Ronaldo, played for Inter Milan, blah, blah, blah. But anyway, so Inter Milan, for me as well, I was like, you used to play like I mean like a FIFA game, um, and you, you used to like get a tour of the stadium sometimes before the game. I can't remember it was like FIFA '98 maybe or something like that. Road to World Cup. You used to get a tour, but San Siro loved it like unbelievable. So when it got drawn into Milan, I was like, Jesus, this is it's ridiculous. So did, home sorry, game. Sorry, did Dyla do shape? Was he about going for shape before the game? Like, would he? Would you know you were playing in the game? Uh, I knew he was playing. I think uh, done a little bit of shape. Um, yeah, he did did do like eleven v zero and stuff like that, and so yeah, some shape. He loved right, that. So you're buzzing, right? Yeah, um, home debut, but kind of even before, like it was well, it was yeah. I did know because like home debut, Inter Milan, and under the lights, Europe, like European game, kind of like buzzing, and yeah, that was unbelievable. Like nervous before it. Yeah, a little bit, yeah, but more excitement. I didn't, I was never one for getting nerves. Like, it was the same before with debut. It was like a little bit of nerves, but um, yeah, as soon as you get out and like you do the warm, get a touch of ball, you're like, let's go. And obviously, like a full set like park, like European night was, is, there's no better place to play your football. So, yeah, it was unbelievable. We, people have been on and they said when that, the European nights and it's that loud, you actually, Cannot think of anything else, or your mind just goes completely blank. Oh, it's loud! Like you can't hear stuff. Like especially when the, there's like you do the huddle and then you come at the huddle and it's a roar and like let's go! It's it's crazy. It's cool. Right, talk us through the San Siro. Then you said obviously massive Inter Milan fan. How was it going to the San Siro? What a place! Then. Yeah, like I was. That was for me like because even the change room and like mind it vividly from the game. Like you'd, you'd go in the change room. There's a little corridor for you stepped out onto the pitch and it was exactly the same so San Siro like we trained the night before there and it was just like oh brilliant like loved it um, and yeah it was, the game went well though then Van Dyke got sent off and I got that straight away come Cut off my finger, huh? fuming what are you fuming at huh? I was fuming um, just because I was doing well in the game like and um, it was like just a great like we were doing well in the game. Like I think they ended up beating us 1-0, but it was like kind of 
good strike from the ball from the edge of the box. It was a tight game and like we were keeping it tight, but we were creating chances as well. And like, I mean, I can see why it got done, but like just to, uh, uh, even a normal game, even if it was like anyone you're playing and a boy gets sent off and then it's your number that comes off, you're like, come on, man. No. Uh, would you say anything? I didn't say I wanted to. I came in the changing room, so we went straight to. I went straight to the changing room. I didn't go on the bench, and or was it? Yeah, no, it was half time, and I was in the changing room, and then the boys went back out and went a shower before went back out, and it was like Virgil and me and our mind just throwing my boots down, like wanting him to kind of say sorry, fucking sorry, guys. <laughs> he was just like cool as you like, chilled out, like, and I I didn't want to say like be the first, so I just wanted him to be like. I said, mate, sorry about that. Like, didn't say a word. And I was just like, kidding, not, like, well, not kidding on. I was fuming, but I was like, fucking say something, mate. Cost my <laughs> got nothing off him? Nothing off him at all. Oh, the big man's a hero, isn't it? He doesn't give a fuck. Nah, he uh, just chilled out. See, just on that, as we say about losing the ball, it's a bit more. How was how the, the scrutiny being a Celtic player compared to a Dundee United player? See, like, going about Glasgow and stuff like that. Was it known New Yorkies were in? Big Charlie told me that you actually chased Celtic fans to tell them that well, you played for it. That, that came out. That was like a private joke between... Um, I Charlie loved that one. I got absolutely abused for that. I was like, what are you doing? You're on your off-season off and then you're going chasing fans. Look at you. Like, <laughs> like absolute, like... Because no, that's what it looked like. No leg to stand on. Like, I was like, ah, oh, no, Charlie. It's like, fucking... Just enjoy your holiday, mate. <laughs> Fucking chill out. Like, absolutely. <laughs> Which is true. I'd like, aye, mate. But no, I certainly if I walked past this bar, it was like a bakery, we were having a coffee, uh, and just walked past, and like, I clocked a Celtic fan, and was like, wow, it's a mad Celtic fan. And but I did, I can't lie, I went out, like, because, and like, he was down the road, like, went, like, tapping on the shoulder, and went, oh, oh my God, are you a Celtic fan? Like, in a stupid American accent. And, <laughs> made his day like he was buzzing he was like turn around and was like, oh yeah and then he clocked but like it came out like it wasn't me like well that's a great story let me tweet that out show what a great guy i have like <laughs> came out and i was actually raising it i was like oh fuck because i knew the boys would just come from it like brewery like charlie charlie especially like, <laughs> loved that loves that didn't it <laughs> uh, right just on ronnie dialer uh once you'd fully bedded didn't it say like you're playing some great stuff yeah, we did go through times where we're, like doing really well in that. As I say, I liked this training. I liked like thought like intense and we had a good team. Like we had like big, big players and so you couldn't not do well at times for sure. There was like or even like Wev Van Dyke was Denier uh, Jason Denier. Good players, like, really. Unbelievable player as well and just top top players all the way through and yeah, it was like there was a lot of highs certainly and um, what were the lows the diet people that have came on have said the diet was nuts aye the diet was weird and looking back it's just it was all fat like like so you used to like your pasta your chicken like just give you energy and like going through all the like had a, like played a lot of football played a lot of games like feeling fine knowing what's good for you and then all of a sudden in the canteen there was just like like bacon with the biggest fat like loads of stuff where you're like hold on a second and even when you like those cream bowls of cream I remember the, the cream what he was mad on the cream like butter but it was just fat rubbed so. on your ass <laughs> <laughs> cream but bowls of cream so you'd have like maybe a yogurt or for dessert normally or a few berries let yourself go but the cream like and you'd 
the nutritionist in that would be in the canteen and like I think boys would take cream and be like all over it. I love it. I'll get it. Like it was pure whipped cream. Tasted amazing. But <laughs> after it, you felt felt in your stomach and that. And he was like, but his thing was, oh, uh, fats. Like your body will like use fat as energy, burn it slower than like maintain it or whatever. And carbohydrates nice. is quick and like, but fats is better for keep you going longer and fitter and. It was like it got to the point though it was almost frowned upon to have a bit of pasta, like take a spoon of facilia and you're like getting daggers off the nutritionist. You're like, facilia, bro, come on. Would so, it come to head though? Like, did the boys say this is nonsense? It come to head. Like a lot of boys would just eat what they did, but like it was the fact that you did have the stuff available, but you had this, and it was like. In your head, you're thinking, well, you're at a top club. You're like, maybe like you would eat it, but then sometimes. You didn't feel great, but I think your body adapts. Like, it would have adapted and, like, but if... I don't think you should change such drastic things when, like, it's not a big deal. It's not like boys are overweight and, like, yeah. like you know what I mean? It was fine and then this drastic change and it probably did affect things. Could uh, could Ronnie Dyla crack up? Yeah. Yeah, he could as well. He had a... Uh, um, yeah, he had in him to crack up for sure. Um just like if we would, you know, if you even draw a game, never mind lose a game, just like, but it was funny, he'd come across it, his English was good, but he, like, bony, like fucking, like, that's like a Norwegian accent, he'd rage, and sometimes he'd be trying to say a, a point, and like, it wouldn't come across as well, and he'd be like, well, like, saying to his other Norwegian, like, in Norwegian, like, what the fuck's that in English or something like that? <laughs> so he was, it was, he, I liked him. I thought he was Somebody good. told me a story. I can't remember who it was. I mean, it was Big Charlie. And uh, Ronnie Dial was, like, looking for a, for a name for, like, star, his fellow star. And he says, I'm the name of my other coaches. And John Collins goes, Entourage? <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember that. <laughs> John Collins in with you, huh? John Collins has how a to start with, yeah. Uh, fine he didn't do an awful lot like he was he would take some drills and that but I was never in the gym or that with him or, yeah. it was never, never big on that pack, I, don't, yeah. I don't know if he I'm basically what, I know did you see six pack I don't know if, if he ate bowls of cream in the candy I'm not sure <laughs> definitely not uh, right mate you picked up your first league winner's medal proud moment for you yeah it was good I did really the five good. guys for Thursday come through you see it <laughs> they were in the stand <laughs> they came down the horse and cart a week before <laughs> um, I no, really proud. It was amazing, like, because you're starting to win trophies and, like, what you've came for. Just, yeah, just even, like, like, lifting the trophy at the Celtic Park and then, like, it was amazing. Ah, it's a cool feeling. And, yeah, like, we came start, but we played, like, half that year, but got, obviously, got the lead. I don't know what the cutoff point with playing games, but we played a bit and, ah, it was amazing. There's so, a medal. Uh, it's not that amazing, is it? It's not that important to know where the medal is. <laughs> uh, second season, was easy going. Why couldn't Ronnie find that, that same form the first season? Is it the, was it the diet mostly? I don't want to blame the diet, but I think, you know, we didn't qualify for the Champions League. Um, so we kind of huffed and puffed through the rounds, but then we played Malmo. And I mean, the first leg at Celtic Park, like playing really well. Like, I mean, Griffiths scored a double, I think, but. We were like cruising and then they scored like a late goal or maybe two late goals, but I think it finished 4-2. But still like good performance, but 
still letting two goals in at home like it should never have been but we were still thinking oh like it's the last game we'll go there like 2-0 like two goals advantage but we went there and like never turned up I think they beat us 2-0 went through on the way but it could have been more like it was one-way traffic and then I just think like if you don't qualify for the Champions League there's a big come down like it's early on in the year and it's kind of what everyone wants European football it's what the players want it's like the biggest thing and it's it just I th- my opinion, it just like was such a like low point of the season, but being so early on the season that we took a while to even like carry that into league. Just being like feeling sorry for ourselves, and we got Europa League, but maybe if if the Europa League group is maybe not as good or like it's just it's not the same, same as the Champions League. Like you can generate like the Inter Milan was amazing and. <laughs> The, even going to set like like now in the Europa League, the games are amazing. It's still a great atmosphere. But then it was Europa Leagues weren't we weren't like we we're huffing and puffing through them as well. And yeah, just carried on really. You mentioned Griffiths. I can't even ask. How does a conversation go with Gary McKay, Stephen Stewart, Armstrong, and Lee Griffith? <laughs> I don't know. He owes me a pair of trainers, Griff. I might come in with a pair of Yeezys one time. Go Griff, honestly. Okay, like, I bought... Like, so we stayed at a hotel. I'd bought a pair of trainers, so the guy came with the trainers. Like, I might be paying, like, 350 for them. Like, a lot, but, like, 350. I'd never pay that now for trainers. Uh, you wouldn't pay that for trainers. No, no chance. No, no chance. <laughs> um, but 350, like, so a lot of money for these, like, brand new Yeezys that came out. Like, those buzzing with them, but just grabbed them off the guy, went up to my room, like, tried them on, oh, too tight, like, phoned the boy, but he was away. I was like, oh, fuck, they're too tight. Um, so, spoke to the boy, I was like, oh, mate, I need it in eight and a half. He was like, oh, no problem, like, I need, like, I'll come back, like, you know, give you your size. And I was like, oh, I'll get them off you when I see you. So, I was like, Celtic Park, we went straight, we had a game, like, I'm in Kai and this, like, stupid, I had my backpack and a box of trainers, because... Couldn't wear them, they didn't fit me, and like got in the changing room. Griff's like, What is that? It's like, Oh, trainers, mate, but they don't fit me. So, oh, let me have a look at them. It's like, Yeah, like tried them on and had them on his feet. Like, I thought, Like them, I'll take them off. Yeah, I was like, Yeah, no problem, just give me the money next week. Like, 350. I was like, Wear them, like, never saw. Like, and honestly, I said it to him so many times, Griff, mate, fucking 350. Like, I didn't let it slide. But, like, I got to the point where I was like, I mean, I can't ask him anymore. But, like, like the boys would just, like, if Griff ever owed a fine, like, even a little fine at football, they'd be like, ah. Oh. And I'd just jump in, hey, like, 350, add that as well to my fine. Like, but, but uh, yeah. So, and he's wearing them in every day. He's like, you three fifty. Right, oh, then I think it got to the point where it's like, ah, oh, mate, you can have them back. I don't like, I'm saying, you're warning them, mate. Like, come on, right? Oh, bro. But he's a hero, a great, great, oh, great boy. Uh, right, I want to talk to you about the semi final loss to Rangers. Uh, was there a difference in confidence? No, we're not talking about that. I've got to so uh, 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 Was there a difference? Was it you no confident going into that again? <sighs> we were, we were, but as I say, we weren't playing amazing and we were kind of like, um, like not doing amazing. But again, like it was a big game and like we, yeah, we, we fancied ourselves there. It wasn't like, oh, geez, Rangers, like we were like, but it just, the game started and it was. Could you bad. tell straight away it was going to be a bad day? Yeah, yeah, really. It was like, just, I don't know, it was just couldn't get your rhythm. Like, and created a few chances, but they were, like, up for it. And I mind them going 2-1 up. The boy, Barry McKay, scored a great goal. 
um, and you're thinking, oh, no, and I, I think it was Tom Rogic, he did equalise and got into penalties. But even, like, if you're thinking you won, you're like, this is not ordained. But we didn't end up when we lost some penalties, and then it was horrific, like, really, really bad. Because I think even if we'd scraped through that, though, it wouldn't have been great because... Like, we didn't play anywhere near what we could. Like, the boys were all, like, didn't play well and we ended up losing and it was horrible and changed the Was it mayhem? Uh... <clears throat> yeah, it was, again, I want to say, like, there was shouting, like, just, like, like, we knew we didn't perform, but there was a lot of just, like, shock and just being like, Jesus, that's really, really bad. And Who would be the shout? Would it be Bruni that would be shouting? Bruni would shout, but Chris Commons, like, a lot of vocal guys in the changing room as well as the manager um, and yeah we all knew ourselves like Stefan Johansson as well he would say stuff and Griff as well would say his piece and everyone um, but you know everyone knew like I don't think um, it was just a bad bad game like 2-2 and then yeah they won penalties how hard it see when you're playing in a game like that and you know that Rangers are getting the better and there's all these Celtic fans there is it, is it a horrible feeling or how? Yeah, it wasn't nice. It was just like, but if we got, we're still like thinking, you know, we'll play a bit, we'll create chances, we'll we'll get through this game. But it was just the fact that, like, you know, it wasn't like you were thinking like we'd go in and really play well and like wipe the floor with them because good players, a lot of good players, but it just didn't happen. And yeah, Rangers were up for it. And <laughs> right, just the last part on Celtic, mate. How excited are you? And Brendan Rodgers got the job. Remember when you were when you had. Yeah, I was in um, Edinburgh again. Um, just you love that Edinburgh, don't you? I do love it posher for me. Yeah. <laughs> um, it was just in Edinburgh, but I did, at the end of that season, I was actually playing like a lot of the season with an ankle injury, and um, that was kind of gotten Dundee away. I got um, a tackle in mind, mind um, just being like, and kind of carrying it through. But I had anyone needed an op at the end of that year. Um, and I remember being like, so I had a boot on, had the op just before the end of the season and well, Brendan Rodgers came in thinking, yeah, really good, like great track record, like amazing, like, um, yeah, really being really excited, thinking pre-season, like, oh, but ended up coming the pre-season and I missed the whole pre-season, was still recovering from like the boys went away to, I can't remember, was it Austria or Slovenia or something and yeah, I was back at Lena Sound just doing rehab and I like, missed the whole pre-season so it was really, really frustrating. So see, leaving, was it him that came to you or did you go to him? Me going to him, like I had another year but um, I just, it was a year of the Invincibles um, and so it was kind of like, there wasn't that many times where I was knocking on his door because the team was doing so well, like mm. flying and um, missing the first pre-season and like going through and then I did have little like um, chances here and there but like you knew the kind of starting 11 it was unchanged and for good reason because they were flying like unbelievable so but just like I didn't want another year of just being like oh like you might get your chance you might play in the odd game here like I needed to play I was frustrated like I hate like sitting on the bench or like it's like it was great being at Celtic and it was like I really enjoyed his training his training was amazing like you could tell like he was top top manager with like change, training would always change and, you know, be, um, it was great. Like I loved it, but you, you ultimately wanted to be out. Well, yeah, for sure. Uh, and Aberdeen, how, how much of a factor is there in McInnes? 
Yeah, big factor. I mean, he's impressive when you speak to him, isn't he? Yeah, he's great uh, man manager. He's a great motivator. He's great. Like we speak one to one, and like I say, motivating. Like with team talks and that, he was like always like great. And like as soon as I talked to him, I knew Aberdeen like were a big club playing against them. Like I didn't even realize how big the world was. Like one city, one club. But there's big pressure up playing for Aberdeen as well. But it was it was just kind of felt like oh yeah, like he he made me feel like oh like. Like got the number eleven shirt. You're you're coming in to to be my winger, and I was like, I knew he played with, with McGinn and Hayes and stuff. Like he liked playing with wingers, and it suited me down to the ground, so it was, it was great. Because he comes in for quite a bit of stick for Aberdeen fans, doesn't he, Derek McInnes? But for me, he's done an unbelievable job. Oh yeah, I don't quite understand that. I mean, yeah, like every year, like players leave, and he just builds a squad, and every year he's second or third or there thereabouts, and. It's unbelievable and for long enough um it's only now they've got the training facilities that like crazy for a club like Aberdeen and I think he's a big part of getting the boys up for it getting the boys playing for him and like recruiting good good players and just getting them playing in a way that suits and yeah, he's done unbelievable. Does he join in training? Yeah he does. Can play, he does the he? boxes he's got a bit of yeah, he he's does. A he's a good great player. Aye. What about over your time at Aberdeen favourite players that you played up there? Um, favourite players in Aberdeen Played with a lot of good players as well. Um, yeah, like McGinn came back. He's a great winger. Uh, Christy was there. Christy's a great player. Um, he's gone from strength to strength. It's amazing Matt, to see. He's, he's actually on fire right now. Oh, isn't he? He's superb, but he was starting at Aberdeen. What kind of guy is he? Oh, top. I met him at Tansman actually. He was top man, but oh, he was only he's for like 15 minutes. No, he's, he's really is good. Is he chirping? Guy. Chirpy, yeah, he likes to laugh. He's, yeah, he's. Any stories with him? Aberdeen, how confident he was there? Nah, nah, he just confident, just self belief in himself as well. Like knowing, like worked really hard and so much energy as well. Um, but like technically, really, really good, and uh, it's great to see him do well. Young, a lot of good young players at Aberdeen. Boy, Scott Wright is brilliant yeah, winger. He's, on loan, huh? he's been on, he's been unlucky with injuries, but he's on his day top top player and there's like you know your Lewis Ferguson's or Dean Campbell's like Connor McLennan even another young boy there's and Dale's like great at like like Lewis Ferguson for instance came in and like one of the first names on the team sheet like big strong boy but top top player he'll go on to do really well for sure I'm absolutely delighted when I asked you who the good players were you never mentioned golf ball cheats Adam Rooney Jeez, <laughs> <laughs> hey, one of the best finishers I've played with as well. Is he's just he can drink, can he? Oh, he can drink, yeah. It just doesn't affect him, man. Nah. See, crazy. Christmas does it's Sunday, mate. We just drank the full two days, eh? Wouldn't they get changed or anything and just sit in a pub and drink? <laughs> yeah. Loved it, man. Yeah. And by the way, I heard, you, I, heard, I heard you're a madman on the drink. Dundee United, Lineker's bar. Flip flops on. <laughs> <laughs> I that wasn't my finest. I cut my foot, pouring my blood in the dance floor. I was like, what am I doing? But then I was like, wearing fucking Havanas and Linekers. And, uh, yeah, I, no, I, I, a time and a place for night is good. Uh, and Adam Rooney asked us to ask you about the Celtic Park halftime, the referee story. Celtic Park halftime, the referees? No, Rangers. Rangers, was it? I, oh, He's got it wrong there. Aye, Ibrox. Oh, that was Aberdeen. Aye. So we played I- Ibrox, like, not playing well at all. 1-0 down, I think, only, or maybe 2-0 or 1-0 down. But I'd uh, 
been through and uh, like I'd gone to shoot with my left foot and Tavernier's clipped my heel like so and then I've kicked and the ball's gone straight and uh, for sure like my head is a penalty um, but I didn't get it because it didn't look I might be so sure it was penalty. I looked on highlights it's so hard to see it even in my head I was like was it a penalty but I did get touched but anyway the ref didn't see it and at half time um <laughs> Derek McInnes going mental and Tony Doherty's going mental and uh, Derek McInnes like to me uh, and you uh, what did you say like like get your finger or something I was like and I just like kind of was like it was a fucking penalty ref like <laughs> <laughs> like just like in my head like Derek McInnes rolling my head I'm like what's a, I thought it was a fucking penalty ref called him ref right in front of the boys and I was like oh. I mean, Gaffer, like straight away, like it was like, oh, did he take that well? I like nothing was said. Like the boys, there was a few like lap. Like it wasn't until the bus home that everyone was pissing themselves. Like, hold on, yeah, ref the Gaffer off there. That's fuck. Then you mean a ref? I mean, Gaffer. Oh, brilliant man. Uh, see, just on Rangers, how much did you enjoy the, the battles for second place? Was it the one at Celtic Park at the final day? That must have been a good day. Yeah, uh, it was a good day. It was a really good day. Logan was giving it all sorts, wasn't he? <laughs> Is he a character? He's a character. I love him. He's hilarious. He's a Shay Logan story, come on. Because he gets a bit of stick as well, doesn't he? I don't know. He's just like one of them boys that, like, before you're like, oh, like, you play with him, like, think he's a wee arsehole. Aye, but you play with him, he's a hero, like, he's funny. But he just doesn't help himself, like, a silly part. Like, he's, like, up to the fans. You're like, even games, like, I think we won that game, but games, you know, you might have done well like lost the game you're like, you're like getting the change she's like oh, to the fans like <laughs> all over it like just but great like really consider like great player off the park like he's, at Brentford, he's a good. hero um but uh no he's just i don't know stories one can't stick Sorry, out what, how's barry robson up there barry robson yeah he's like he's a coach he's like, he loves his cell doesn't he oh he loves his cell big he, time he, shows he thinks he, he thinks he's got so much Banner that and uh, bah, he's, he's all right, but he's uh, yeah, he loves himself to be fair. Did you enjoy it, Aberdeen? Yeah, I did. Great change of room, great <laughs> like that. Just even stuff like going back to like I got fined for the river thing at Aberdeen, that the manager was not happy, but the way they like just shows to get the boys together. Like, we had a like a Christmas do was coming up, and I got fined, yeah, a week's wage or a month's wage, something you know, a week's wage maybe. And, but there's a youth team player that got fined as well. Um, but the youth team player, I can't remember who it was. Um, I think it was a goalkeeper, Dave Craddock, I think. Anyway, like his fine was like a tenner for like leaving a piece of clothing on the park or something. Anyway, had our like, so it was coming up to our Christmas dues and the staff had a Christmas due as well and the players. Uh, and turned out like both these fines, my fine and Dave's fine, like the youth team boys. And it was like bingo. It was like a... Uh, a ball, so it's like, right, Shinny, the, the club captain, had to pick out, like, um, whoever you pick out the ball for the boys' night out, and whoever's fine, that goes towards your kitty Christmas, <coughs> and the other one's staff night out. So it was like a tenner on a week's wages, right? Tenner, and, and so it was Barry Robson, Graham Shinny, like, buzzing, because <coughs> staff were buzzing as well, and, like, Barry Robson goes first, and, like, buzzing, picks it out, and it's like, 
Dave, picture of Dave Cranigan and picture of KFC sticks. Oh, I've got like few of them, like the one ball Sherry picks up and it's my face and it's like Vegas. <laughs> like the boys are a Johnson. Little things like that, they're brilliant. Oh, just getting everyone together and like having a laugh, you know. So it was a, it was a close night changing room up there and oh, it was cool. Amazing. And then New York City uh, offered too good to Tundon. Yeah, well, the offer came in in January and it didn't happen. Um, and then them showing interest coming in, in the summer, I kind of thought, yes. Having had a little chance to think about it, I was like, wow, kind of it's an opportunity that I kind of want to experience and do. And no, loving it so far. It's really, really good. It's totally different, but, you know, amazing just trying to embrace it. How's the infrastructure of the club? Because the connection's with Man City there, isn't it? Uh, unbelievable. Is like, it? Our training ground is... Um, I mind doing my medical. I did my medical at Cities in Manchester before I went. Um, so saw their training ground, and honestly, it's it's like a scaled down version, but it's still massive, and it's still like probably the best training ground I've trained at. And yeah, they just do things right. Obviously, they've got like um, great players. We have players from kind of everywhere, but it's a good, good standard, especially in our team. And uh, no, it's it's good so far. So far, loving it. I'm obsessed with American commentators, man. Have you have you listened? Have they said Gary Mack with the twinkle toes? Oh, Lord, he sent that Gary defensive Mack. fullback for a rookie. I don't know. that Sky game there, and I, I was thinking like there was like Lewis Ferguson. There was a shout for a penalty at one point. I was like, oh, it's a PK. Like I'm gonna start using them. I need to like tone it down because they are so out there with like oh the offense and like yes, it's Bro, ridiculous. Uh, last question going forward. Uh, Johnny Russell gets in the Scotland team playing over there. Are you still looking to get in the Scotland team? Yeah, I still have ambitions. I certainly like not turn up like yeah, I'd love to be back involved and um yeah, I think it's just a case it's great. Johnny's he's done so well over in the States and comes over and um no, it's we've got a lot of good players in in, in and around the Scotland team and there's good things happening, big games coming up and <coughs> certainly hit the ground running, obviously. Um, yeah, you never know, just see what happens. But if you fit and playing as well and playing as good, yeah, there's no reason for sure. So just see what happens. Guys, what an interview. Thanks, mate. Top man. Cheers. Thank you. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.